Welcome to The Opener. Every weekday morning, we'll start off your day with a quick look at stats, trends, and trivia around the game of baseball. I'm Jeff Sackman, and it's Monday, March 29th. Each day, we select three numbers to highlight the latest news in the sport, and today, those numbers are 8, 48, and 54. Our first number is 8, the number of home runs Jock Peterson has hit this spring. The new left fielder for the Chicago Cubs has gone yard more than anyone else in spring training, a status with dubious predictive value, but surely a boost for both Cubs fans and Peterson's own confidence following a 2020 season in which he hit only seven dingers to go with a 190 batting average. While yesterday's latest blast was convincing, the fate of recent spring training homer leaders is not. Last year's spring champ was Orlando Arcia, whose preseason total of six exceeded his regular season tally of five. Still, Chicagoans are likely feeling good about their $7 million flyer on the left-handed slugger, even if questions remain about his ability to play every day. Only 15% of his career plate appearances have come against Southpaws, against whom he has a mere 586 OPS. That's almost exactly how well he sit lefties in a tiny sample this month, with one home run, one single, and four strikeouts in 12 plate appearances against Portsiders in Arizona. Our second number is 48. The number of years since orange baseballs were used for the first time in a spring training game. Featured for the first time in a matchup between the Oakland A's and the Cleveland Indians, the orange balls were the brainchild of A's owner Charlie Finley, who rarely said no to an attention-grabbing move. While some of his schemes, like the use of green bats, never made it to the field, others, like World Series night games, the designated hitter, and interleague play have become commonplace. Reactions to the March 29, 1973 game's use of the orange balls were all over the place. Spalding, the ball's manufacturer, simply sprayed the entirety of each ball, stitches and all, so batters complained they couldn't pick up the spin of the ball out of the pitcher's hand. Indians pitcher Gaylord Perry, on the other hand, expressed annoyance that the spray-painted balls were too slippery to grip properly. Perry's teammate, utility player John Lowenstein, had no complaints whatsoever. He told reporters after the game, I'm colorblind. Today's third and final number is 54, the number of batters Jack Leiter has faced since he last gave up a hit. Leiter, son of MLB veteran Al, is the best Saturday starter in college baseball. He slots in behind fellow Vanderbilt ace Kumar Rocker and ranks behind absolutely no one else. On Friday against Mizzou, he threw seven no-hit innings, walking two and striking out ten, though the bullpen and the defense lost the no-hitter and the shutout. The seven-inning no-no was actually a bit of a letdown compared to his full nine-inning no-no the previous weekend against South Carolina, in which he caved 16 and walked only one. Leiter hasn't given up a hit since the fifth inning of his start against Oklahoma State on March 13th and has allowed a grand total of 23 base runners and no extra base hits in 36 total innings this season. It's still up in the air who the Pittsburgh Pirates will choose with the number one pick in the amateur draft, but at this early stage, it's tough to imagine the honor going to anyone outside of the Vandy pitching staff. That's it for today's episode of The Opener. Please let us know what you think about the show on Twitter, at Opener Podcast, and help others find the show by leaving a review on iTunes. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, and you can always find the latest episode at OpenerPodcast.com. Thanks for listening.